0: Hello. Oh, there we go. That's better. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hi. Hi. Hmm. I'm having my morning coffee in my closet. I'm also in my closet
1: and I think
0: that I I like it like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm yeah, I'm not either. It's like kind of cozy. I do wish I would have brought a blanket in just to be extra cozy but it's fine i'll i'll survive could you grab a sweater maybe i do have some <laughs> s- some blanket like sweaters that i really could you know use to my advantage i'm sitting on a blanket but i think that's that will do for now okay so it's been a minute since we've been here since we've chatted and put out any type of episode Um, but I think this is a conversation that people will be really interested to hear because if their salon hasn't reopened yet post not post because obviously um, coronavirus is still a thing but um, it'll just they're either coming back or they're still waiting word to get a date on when they can reopen their salons as well. Yeah, so Haley and I are in Ohio,
1: which um we do have a reopening date. But um <clears throat> I, know, I know a lot of stylists are kind of kind of choosing am I echoing?
0: You got louder, but I don't let me try that again. Say something. Okay. Say something. That's something. better. But, okay. Excuse me. That's you. Thank
1: you. I feel like it's just like an echo in my end. Yeah, I don't hear an echo, and you you sound great.
0: <clears throat> okay,
1: um, but Haley and I are in Ohio, and we have both chosen to wait a couple weeks past the reopening date. Haley, you're waiting till June first, aren't you?
0: No, I. Oh, just kidding. I'm I sorry. am. No, that's okay. I was initially going to go back the eighteenth. Um, but I actually am going back on the fifteenth because I am going out of town with my brothers. And one of the things that coronavirus has really taught me is like you can't like miss out on those like real life experiences. And normally this is a trip that I would have not gone on. Um And so now I'm going and I'm super excited about it, actually. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the only reason I'm going back Um, as soon as I am. I probably would have waited um, a little bit longer, though, just to kind of come back, um, you know, at, at my own pace. But it's great because we I'm not working at max capacity Um, I am not working with Lauren coming back in and Lauren's my assistant, obviously, if you've been around, you know that, but, um, so I'm only taking two clients a day. Normally I'll take about, I'll take three, sometimes four, depending on the clients and and that thing. But, um, and I'm only, I'm working limited hours. So I'm going in at eight every day and I will be done by four. Um, And that was just, one, I have, you know, limited child care at home, but two, I needed to just kind of see how that was going to go. Obviously, we have to adjust our appointments um, for longer service times and then all of the disinfecting tech uh, protocols that are now in place. Um, it's just a little bit, we're used to disinfecting a ton, obviously, but they have just set in into play some some newer rules so you have to accommodate for that in in your booking yeah I will be um
1: kind of the same thing I'm actually moving into a bigger studio suite which is nice but um losing in a positive way my assistant because she will have her own station now and I um pretty sure we're not supposed to be working with assistants right next to us anyways because of social distancing, so um, just that will obviously set me back. Like Haley was saying, so I will be taking at maximum two appointments today. Yeah,
0: um, go lay down. Go lay down. Sorry guys. For
1: no, it's, it's it's Bobby Panton. We like him in there. Um, go
0: lay down, bud. No. <laughs> He's demanding. He is so aggressive with his love and everything else about him is aggressive. So it only suits him. I like literally just saw him on the screen,
1: like boss you around. Like he was like,
0: yeah, like, g- like, let like me he in. like
1: told you like,
0: yeah, let me in.
1: Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's definitely like a big change. Not only obviously will I be in a new place, but I mean the same building, different spot, but um. Yeah. Having to wear all the masks and do all the things. So just planning for that is a lot, honestly, like, yeah, just thinking about what kind of disinfectant do I need? Like, do I have the right amount of masks? Am I going to, you know, what am I going to provide for my clients? And Haley and I were talking with a couple of our other uh, girlfriends (laughs) who do MBR just in different places. Um, in the United States not that we have friends that do NBR in like Australia but you know yeah we might um, but they're in different states is what I mean and so we were trying to figure out like what kind of policies they're putting into place that their state has um, made that really clear and I think what we found is that no state has made it very clear at all so it's kind of been left up to us which is interesting because we're not like lawyers or policymakers or health officials.
0: Right.
1: And, um, I think that's been hard to figure out like what's right and what's wrong.
0: I agree. I think, and the way I'm kind of interpreting it, I don't know that the state board of cosmetology that they want to necessarily be liable, um, or be like, this is what you have to do. So it's kind of Open for interpretation, um, but everybody has kind of you know, obviously, everybody talks, and I feel like everybody's adapting each other's policies and things that we have to do going forward just to make sure that we are safe and we have to protect ourselves as stylists as well. So, I know in our salon every person that is entering will sign a waiver, um, releasing us from any liability and that they're at their appointment by their own choice and that they haven't been in contact with anybody that is sick. Um, and I mean, we'll be signing that same exact waiver as well. So it's, it is going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. I've found that all of my clients have been so fantastic getting rescheduled and um just being open to whatever we have in play they're just excited to get their hair done and I I could not be more grateful for just how they were just above and beyond wonderful I think as an industry for some reason when it came to rescheduling everybody, we were so stressed out, almost taking super stressed. and almost taking the blame like this was all our fault, um, and we felt like we had to apologize. And it's been really interesting coming to that realization that this isn't our fault. We're doing the best that we can. Uh, is there a fair way to go about moving people around? Probably not, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a hard call. It is. I, I know for me, I found a way that really worked well. Um, and just with talking with other stylists, I know a lot of them are running into some problems. Um, I, I haven't hit any. Um, so I think we should kind of share what we've done. Um, yeah, I think if you have, If you have time
1: um, on your side right now and your state isn't open, um, what I would do, and this is kind of how I ended up, like, rolling out uh, preparation process for rescheduling is if you have time right now, and even if you're still rescheduling people, you can do this, but I would draft up some sort of email, like, right now, you know, get everybody's, stop texting, first of all, because it's just a mess. Is a terrible way to share information, um, and I think in this particular crisis, it's not. It's not professional. Like this is an email situation, so get even if you just have to text every client and say, "Hey, can I have your email?" Get an email um, list set up and send out like uh, just a general. Keep it as short and clear as you can. Just say, "Hey," <clears throat> when you come back when I'm back in the salon, these are changes. These are my new policies because you need to make those really, really clear right off the bat. And people are waiting for that kind of information. They, they know things are different and they want to know um, what to expect. So, I so I also think
0: yeah, too I, that even if you don't have a reopening date or it's a few weeks away, obviously, you know, as much as your clients know, I have mm-hmm. found that they just want to be in the loop. So even if you're just saying, I don't have a reopen date, as soon as I have one, you guys will be the first to know. Um, but here is the information that I do have. And you kind of are setting yeah, that good expectation idea. as far as like, okay, I do know when we go back to the salon, you'll have to wear a mask. You'll have to sign a waiver. Like Even if you're just putting something out, And then you just make it super clear. I made it very clear to my clientele, just, you guys, I love you. You will hear from me when it's time to reschedule. Please do not text me. Please do not reach out. When you hear from me, we'll move forward. Um, And then I said, I will not be answering any messages about rescheduling. So I'm not ignoring you. I just... Like I had to set that boundary and you're like, I am ignoring you, but on purpose and you've been warned, (laughs) but it was like a very clear intention and that truly, it took a weight off of my shoulders when I, when I put that out Mm -hmm. there, like I, because otherwise you're fielding questions all day long. Um... Yeah. You helped me with that when when you told me you're like,
1: I'm just telling people like, and then you have to stick to not it. To. You have to actually not reply. Yeah. yeah. That's the hard part. No. And that's what, that's what um, initially made me be like, okay, I need to send an email out. It was actually the exact day like that I kind of spoke to you <clears throat> or maybe a day after, but I was like, I'm going to draft it up an email real quick. I just said, Hey, um, this is a reopening day. But I'm not reopening on that day. I'm reopening ours was June or sorry, ours was May fifteenth. I was like, that's the day I will begin texting you to get rescheduled. I will not be reopening my salon until June first. Before I text you to get rescheduled on May fifteenth, you will get another email from me on May eleventh that will prepare you for the conversation we're gonna have on May fifteenth. Pretty much telling them first appointment back. I need to know every single detailed part of the service that you're wanting. So if you normally get your roots touched up and sometimes you get a gloss, you need to make that decision out because when I text you on May 15th, I need to know exactly what you are wanting to get. So That way I can schedule off the time for it. So just letting your clients know like, hi, I'm sitting around thinking about you. This is really important to me. I know it's really important to you. Let's both be prepared. Yeah. And this is what <clears throat> totally. I oh, expect. Totally. I know like that's just been, sorry, that's just been like Haley said, taking so much weight off of me too because you can send it out all at once. You're not saying different things to different clients. I also attached a, um, just a general copy of my price list. It's the same price list I've had forever. But just, like, as a reminder, um, any price changes I put in the actual email, like, it'll be an upcharge to uh, receive a blowout or a style because I simply don't have an assistant and I don't don't have time. So, if if you choose to do that, that's an additional $150. So, that's the choice I gave to my clients, and I put that in the email. But then on my price list, I didn't add that in because – I wanted to let them know, like, here's my price list. That's been my price list forever. It's not changing. And then any
0: updates are going to be in the email. Um, No, I think, because I think that's the hard part. Like when you don't know what to say, when you feel like you have nothing to say, but you need to communicate something, it's like, just have that conversation. I, I don't know what to say to you. I, you know, as much as I, I know Um, and when I know more, we'll move forward. But, um, I personally started rescheduling people in the order of their missed appointments. I went through and I made a list of starting with the first day who missed this appointment. I had some clients who missed two appointments, um, and they were first, they had first dibs on, on appointments. And so that was how I went forward. And honestly, it, it was so easy to keep everything like listen I'm working down a list um and that was just my conversation like do you have anything sooner no and you're not your name isn't on my list yet um I everybody was great everybody was respectful I had a couple people like what can I do to to get in ahead of time and I just I didn't mess around with that I thought for a little bit I was gonna do like an upcharge for. Um, first dibs appointments but that to me just that was something i didn't want to mess with um and i i don't know i don't know if i felt like it would be taking advantage of the situation but i know like our time is in demand right now but it also i don't know like do i would i have just sent that in an email saying like hey these first two weeks are prime time if you want I don't know. I just, I, I didn't want to do that. So I worked down my list. And when somebody was like, what do I do to get in sooner?" I'm like, there's nothing. And I have 75 people in the exact same boat that you are. And when you kind of reframe it back on, like, you aren't my only person who needs in right now. And I love you. And everybody was super respectful. They were like, no, I totally get it. I know you're just doing, you know, your best and what you need to do. Um, so that was a huge relief for me. And it's, it has worked really well. I have not had a single person get upset with me. I haven't, everybody's just been wonderful. Like it made me, I've always been appreciative of my clientele, but it made me even more appreciative of them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: think it, going back to the point, um, where when I realized that like th- this was so stressful to me because I was taking it on as almost I had done yeah. something wrong. And then when I actually thought about that, I was like, Okay, I didn't do it's not our fault. It's yeah. not anyone's fault. Um, and then I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing I could have done to change this in any way. So what's the fairest way for me and my clients to both um, meet back in the space that we need to be in. And I would agree, Haley, I'm going, um, through rescheduling by mm-hmm. missed appointment. Um, which I, I mean, I think even if you look at the structure of like doctors or dentists, um, I know like my dentist yeah. is doing the same thing, like, unless it's a an emergency um, and you know, there's all kinds of, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy situations or like i know okay this is a perfect example of how you could shift things around but like my son has braces on that we're needing he missed his appointment to get them off well you can't keep braces on too much longer be- until it starts to, do right. too, you know more damage so obviously in professions like that where it's like going to really negatively affect a person yeah you skip the line or whatever but in the case of hair extensions you know we've done our best to um walk people through the removal process to walk people through like the at home um, care of just your normal hair. And, you know, I'm expecting probably 75 to 80% of my clients to have their hair like out by the time they see me. But you know, I made a very clear video and sent that out to them and was like, Hey, this is only for you. You're my client. And um, this is how I want you to remove this if you need to so I think just being connected and like not taking that blame was super important for me. And then knowing too, that, um, you know, luckily no one was in any type of emergency or like situation where it was negatively affecting them any more than anyone else. So it, it seems like the only thing that would be fair, like you said, um, and like I'm choosing to do is to just go back, you know, back to March and um pick up on the week that you left off on
0: yeah
1: and just go down the line and you know eventually if you think about it Haley like well I'm gonna go back June 1st my last day was March 16th pretty much every single one of my clients will have missed two appointments so there there's a couple people here or there who scheduled out maybe 10 or 12 weeks at the most and they may have only missed one appointment, but yeah. we're all pretty much in the same boat. The at, um, totally. Well, weeks, and you know?
0: I yeah. usually have my clients book two appointments out. So it actually worked out. I know a lot of people were just like <clears throat> canceling every single appointment on their books. And I made it clear like, hey, these appointments might have to be adjusted. I But I was actually able to keep a lot of those appointments that I already I had already set, at least on the same day, I had to adjust the time, but for the most part, they all kind of fell in line, which worked so well. I'm, I'm so,
1: I know, so Mine glad were- that
0: that was kind of the move that I made. I mean, cause I think it's eight weeks. We were shut down eight weeks yesterday. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, for some of my clients, like that's, they're just due for their, their move up. Um, and how it, how it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So I like,
1: and mine will be 10 when I go back. So like some of my clients, when I looked back on my list, I'm like, Oh, actually they are entitled to keep that appointment because like there was two girls in my first week where I'm keeping their appointment because the only other people that are, ahead of them on the list. Right. I have places Uh for in that first week, you know? So there's like only three other girls who are further ahead than them on the list and I got them in. So yeah, hopefully for you guys too, um, depending on how far you, uh, schedule out Haley and I also talked about this too, is, um, she, this was probably a year ago, maybe nine months ago, we had this conversation about, um, only booking clients out to appointments. And, you know, some clients are going to be pushy and want to book out for the rest of the year. And this is such a great example of why not to do that, you know, because you, you don't know what's going to happen. And then, I mean, think about if you booked um, Barb's appointment out until December, well, Barb's going to have, you know, 10 move ups then to move around again. So it's like, I think it's easier to put that limit on yourself and clients and just say hey I'm only booking out one or two appointments yeah like so right now I'm only I book out one.
0: a point I was just gonna talk about I going back everybody's only gonna be able to book out one I have this I have a gut feeling that not, we're gonna be shut down again um I think maybe like in like September so it'll be a few months but um I do mm-hmm. think I do too. it's going to happen again not to like freak anybody out but I so I wanted. to I want to be as prepared as possible in, in that scenario. Um, and it, it honestly doesn't freak me out as much, like thinking that, okay, like being prepared that this could happen again. And I know exactly now what my play will be. So I will honestly do everything probably the same. I'll keep everybody's appointments on the books and I'll just start making a list of everybody who, who missed one. Um, but yeah, that way, I just have their one appointment and that also frees up my schedule. It gives me a little bit of that, um, that freedom going forward. So, and I like that. I really do like that.
1: Yeah. I think too, it's, it's worth for me and you even exploring the fact that, okay. Um, you know, let's say September, October hits and salons and retails aren't shut down, but like my kids can't go back to school. Well, then I'm homeschooling again and, you know, that's going to really affect my schedule. So if my schedule has to right. go down, then you can two days a week. You have that adjustment you know, make. Four, right. Haley, tell me if this is a, I have not shared this yeah. idea at all, but I think that, yeah, I think that what I'm going to do in the event that um, this were to happen again in the, okay, let's say, late fall. I think in like maybe August, Uh September, I'm going to, or maybe even earlier, I'm going to find a, a good source of, um, clip in hair extensions and I'm going to start ordering them for my clients. So, and they, you know, I can make a package deal for that, whatever that is. And that will be like their, um, like doomsday prepping, like package of hair in the event that we're quarantined again for two, three months and they have to take their hair out, they'll have these clip-ins that I can walk them through, you know, um, putting in for, because if you think about it, this may be over Thanksgiving or Christmas where they may right. still be able to see their family and um, a small group of people and take pictures or totally. just not want to feel like a troll on some days. Um, because clip-ins, I don't think inherently are bad by nature. If, put I in agree. and removed properly, you know, and not, so like not slept totally in or not, um, worn too much. So that was one thing that I've really been looking into because I know like, okay, if right now mm-hmm. you don't have your hair hair in, but let's say like, um, 4th of July comes around and salons still weren't open, but like you wanted to look really cute on the 4th of July. Like then you could have these clip-ins you could still dress up still be with your family still take pictures for instagram and at least have that as a backup option so i think um getting creative and finding ways to number one keep Mm -hmm. revenue coming into our businesses by supplementing services um and just being creative on the client's
0: behalf you know like that's something that i would do I i would want actually ordered clips from like an amazon store Um, that I could sew on to my clients' wefts. Um, I had a couple who had reached out who were like, I am going to have to take these out. I want, um, to use them as clip-ins. We didn't end up doing it. Um, but now I have those. So that would honestly be the route that I would probably take, just use their existing hair and just keep the weft intact and sew clips for them to attach themselves. Um, they would definitely need very specific instructions, but, um, that's kind of what I will probably do moving forward. And if this were to happen again, I would honestly, if they were due for their eight week appointment, I would probably encourage them to just go ahead and take it out, um, And then maybe like once a week have, you know, meet at the salon. Like, hey, if you want to drop your extensions off and then I can either mail them back to you or um, I can ship them or meet you again, uh, that kind of thing. So I that's definitely something that I am considering. I don't know if I would. I have recommended some clips for people to just order on their own. But to me, I'm like, we might as well use the hair that you already have and are using and it blends perfectly um, so yeah that's like that's a good point I
1: think that's why <clears throat> I was thinking about like doing it sooner just for me because like I know right now my yeah. hair that I have in is trash so like I I wouldn't be able to even add that's like true. I wouldn't even want clips added to it so I was like if I if I started in August asking okay if we get shy down in six weeks two months is this something you're interested in getting them ordered making sure the color um, looks nice and then um, showing them you know taking an extra 45 minutes at, at that appointment to show them how to put them in and then um, you know mm-hmm. take my razor kind of like tailoring it to how they're going to wear them and then sending that home with them and yeah you know they'll have that now that's going to be hard to predict because it's like obviously we can't predict if we're going to completely lose the work again you know um but I think I think we'll get an impending feeling of doom you know if it does happen or if it does start to creep up on us and at least we'll have ideas like I agree to prepare ourselves better um but I, I think in wrapping this up, and it's going to just be so different for everyone, but I do think the one thing to keep in mind and the one um, place I think it's really important to pivot and learn from right now is taking clients out of that call text mode and turning, um, turning clients into the business space of emailing because it's the most effective, it's the most professional. And it's the easiest way to get as much information out to clients all at once. And it feels, it still feels very personal, but it feels very like direct and like, yeah, this is a business. So I think if you haven't, um, just write anything up. It does not have to literally look like it came from, you know, Microsoft or Apple or whatever, like you're a small business, just, Say what you have to say, and ask other people too. Like, I think people really are really are, happy yeah. to share information
0: right now. I think too. Using um, <clears throat> your and this is going to probably be a varying opinion. I use social media a lot to communicate with my clients, and I have a cl- lot of clients that reach out over social, and I always redirect them. Hey you know, if they DM me, like, please send me an email about this or shoot me. I I say, shoot me a text. Um, DM to me is not the place to, to deal with that kind of stuff. So, I but I will communicate a message. Like I know you guys are here. I know this is, you know, that's how 90% of my clients find me. So, um, I will communicate a message that way. And just, if you need, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. That's what I'm that's what I'm here for, but please do it over, over email. So I, you just have to, whatever your means of communication are, you just have to tell people you have to communicate that. And that's the thing. Like if your clients are texting you and you don't want them to text you, they don't know that if you're responding, they're assuming that that's an acceptable manner or way to, way to chat with you. You literally just have to say, Hey, I am no longer texting or I, you, but you have to let them know. You can't be mad at somebody for something that they don't know is upsetting you, you know? So. Yeah. And even, even if your
1: policies change, like mine did where I was super comfortable always texting with my clients before. And then I sent out email that was like, this is how um, I'm going to communicate in this case. Now, please refrain from texting, calling, or messaging me on social media everybody's been super awesome because they're like yeah this is a weird like kind of crisis situation that you're dealing with with you know 50 plus people getting rescheduled like super
0: they just they just want to know again like like, an
1: idea just so and exactly so don't be quiet talk to your clients and um ask other stylists if if you're really feeling lost or frustrated, ask a stylist that you trust.
0: I think, too, it's so they are easy doing. to be overwhelmed with what to do that it's easy to be frozen in the moment. So I found myself there multiple times. And that is when mm-hmm. I, you know, you reach out to your to your friends, to other people who are maybe in just a little bit of a different spot. One our super good friend, Shana, she um, has they don't have a date, a reopening date yet, or at least they didn't. I don't know. I I don't have an update on that, but, and she was really able to pick our brains once we had a date of what we were doing to move forward. And she just kept saying like, you guys, like this has been so helpful this. And so just reach out to each other. That's what we're like. The, that's what we all love. Like it's a community. And I think it's just important to, to keep that in mind and to use each other As such, like a sounding board or somebody to pick your brain, Um, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And if, you know, um, they're decent people, they're going to understand that, you know?
0: If not, ask We've kind of got a group of of a couple that it's been, it really Um, has been such a nice place to be able to bounce ideas off of or vent or just you guys, this is what I need or this is what I'm struggling with and just to have that support. It's, yeah. If you can create,
1: um, like Kaylee was saying, our friend Shana's in New York and our friend Kristen's in California. We kind of have like a four-person team that we bounce ideas off of. Um, it's nice because we all do extensions and kind of Background. are from the same. Um yeah school of thought. Yeah. It's been great. So, it's that's been nice. Um if you don't have that, just ask a couple people. Even if they're not like if you don't want to ask the competition in your local like <clears throat> town, yeah. like message somebody you met in a class, you know, in Texas or whatever. Like somebody's going to be willing
0: and happy to help. So, um hopefully that was helpful. Yeah, it's just for you guys. You know, there's just so many It's just such a weird time that you guys, like, there's no right or wrong. There's no, um, our emotions, however, wherever you're at, however you're feeling, you just have to really feel it because it's a weird, we're in a weird spot. So, and I have found that, you know, in my immediate circle outside of work, my life was the one that was only dressed was the only one that was drastically changed. You know, my family, they're all still working. It was all still pretty much business as usual for them. So of course they were there to listen and they felt my pain, but they, they couldn't understand in the way that other stylists did. And so it was, I needed people that were like, I'm in this with you. Like I'm feeling this too. I'm feeling the exact same way. Um, So, I don't know. It was just I really needed that. I needed people that could cry with me and could help pull me out of it. And but then I also did need my family's perspective of, "Listen, you're gonna be fine." Like, so, like, yo, we're still making money, and if you, (laughs) I can't tell you we're like super
1: happy. with my dad, even with me and my husband. It's like you, yeah, you start to feel alone and then you realize like, no, a lot of the people that love and support us unconditionally are still bringing in money and we're going to be okay. Like lean on your husband, lean on your mom or dad if you have to, like that's what family is for and you would do that for them you know like if they were out of work like it's okay it's not a sign of and that's literally a momentary they're like if
0: you and Ava can just come live with us we can feed you dinner Mm -hmm. like you know they're that that is what they're there for they're like we will take care of you that my dad had that conversation with me so many times so many times
1: yeah and if you're like I need 150 dollars worth of Cute new summer clothes from Amazon, and he you're my ha- husband, he so has to money. give it to you. <laughs> and my husband's like, literally, he's like, "You're going to be a miserable, uncute summer princess if I don't give you this money." So here, bitch, go 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 shopping, go get some Amazon, Amazon basics. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. No, and we know it's not all funny when it comes to mon- money like that, but somebody. Um, you know, they've done good with trying to push through more like unemployment and stuff like that, but, um, somebody has your back and you might just be scared to talk to them about it, but oh, and most of us, if we've gotten this far in our career, right. It's not by accident and it's not because we're alone. So ju- just know that like, you're going to go back to work. You're going to start making money again. It's okay 100%. to like
0: need help if you need help um this has been a good yeah, episode I hope, I hope you guys hope that it yeah it's helpful at least a little bit just know you're not alone you've at least got us <laughs> you can email us we you do have that. us you
1: can ask us questions so. too
0: all right well it was great we great would. to catch up yeah we love you can't wait to chat we'll soon. talk to you guys next we'll time talk to you guys later yeah bye